How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, welcome back. Um, unlike last episode, I'm going to actually say what we're talking about right at the front. We're talking about Batman the Animated Series this week. <laughs> and uh, we got three episodes we're talking about. We're talking about the two-parter, the Demon's Quest, and then we're talking about his Silicon Soul. So that's the main part of this episode. We're also going to talk some Batman news um, because there's a lot of it. And uh, I don't know if anything else Ian wants to rant about. But... Um, yeah, so here we go again, and um, there's there's a Tell lot of back on. there's a lot of stuff going on because the Batman is back filming finally for the first time in like two months, and uh, we're getting a ton of set photos because clearly they're just trying to get this done, and the security is non-existent, so it's just nothing but set videos and photos from from everything they're filming yeah. right now. Uh, and like I said on Twitter, uh, yeah, yesterday, they, like normally I'm pretty, pretty big with, I don't want to see a bunch of stuff. If it's a movie I'm really excited about, but, uh, look, this movie right. is coming out about a decade from now and I'll forget about all this by the time <laughs> it comes out. So I'm all for it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I mean, again, if it's not giving anything crucial way to the plot, you know, I don't care. I don't mind seeing yeah. how everybody looks and stuff like that because yeah, also in the age of the internet and. 24-hour movie news you know it's impossible not to get set photos and also i'd rather a bunch of leaked photos because that means they're actually filming on location instead of them just filming in some warehouse with a green screen and then everything is secret but everything looks like crappy cgi yes yes exactly i bring on the set stuff because that means we're actually getting a film being made and not (laughs) not a not a video not a, not a video game being made so yeah scene, yeah yeah i'm all i'm all for that and uh everything looks cool everything looks good um there's been a big funeral characters look great being uh, filmed so we've seen a lot of oswald cobblepot a lot of selena kyle a lot of a lot of bruce wayne everything looks great uh, carmine falcone looks awesome yeah that first was, time seeing him he's got the looks he's got great the scars he's got scars yeah. and a mustache for the first time yeah um which is that's awesome very very long halloween-ish and oh, yeah. um uh we had that awesome shot of batman on that clock tower which looked just freaking yeah. straight out of a comic book that was awesome i know right that was so awesome oh yeah bring that on <laughs> i was like yes it's a clock tower that's <laughs> batman Look, on clock tower is pretty much almost as cool as anything in bvs no batman on a clock tower just yes it doesn't matter what context you can put it in anything Perfect. just yeah. yes i'm i'm, I'm yeah. in i'm in like batman on any building i'm in but right you know, a, a clock, clock tower, tower especially I don't know it, what it is. It, it's a new level that's a whole new level i mean that takes yeah. i mean i'll take that over uh that that nolan shot from batman begins all, all day of the any day of the week and that's a great shot but, oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but give me give me the clock tower the giant face on it just i mean literally just straight out of a comic yeah. i couldn't believe that place was real i know well, i mean only in only in europe but yeah <laughs> sure true true but uh yeah that was uh that was fantastic um just a heads up if anyone ever hears me yell or, or anything it's because i'm watching the braves <laughs> play the dodgers and um in game game four yeah game four of the series and so 
Dodgers just hit a home no, run no. and are now up one to nothing. So it's not a not a great start. Not a great start here for most Bravos. Yeah, it might. It might wreck the recording if we're being perfectly honest. But I'm gonna try to not. Have it ruin the recording. But anyway, Batman set photos. Uh, what do you think about the weird, uh, I don't know, Joker thing? Like the weird, like, uh, God, I don't even know what it was. Oh, like like, a, it was like a, like a health, like a, health uh, thing. A mascot. Or, yeah. I don't know what it I was. Know, some I, weird on like, on like, on like video screens. It was, uh, yeah. It like, it was like a Gotham health, health department, something. I, I don't know what it was, but it was, it looked like, I, it looked like Joker stuff. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's Joker. Just because I, I, I would hope Matt Reeves has the, the I don't know, discipline not to just immediately start with a Joker. No, I, I, I yeah, I, I agree, but I don't. It seems weird. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it, I, I maybe it has something to also do with the weird like skeleton game that kind of looks like the Joker or whatever. So yeah, maybe it has something to do with that. And there's just some you know motifs and stuff that that make people think of the Joker. I hope it's not anything related to the Joker. Cause again, I, I want the Joker to be put on the back burner a little bit for a while before yeah. we get to him. Uh, but I, no, I, yeah, agree. I, I, I agree. I have no idea what to make of it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they look but cool. cool. I'm, it, I'm it, interested. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of impressed to be perfectly honest. Cause it really seems like it's just not, there's all these set photos and it's not giving away anything. So I'm pretty impressed with that. No, no. <laughs> Other than the Absolutely. fact there's a funeral, which we already knew. And that was even in the teaser trailer anyway. But, but, so yeah, it even looks like it's the same funeral from the one where the, the car comes crashing in. So it, it yeah. literally looks like it just might be the same scene over and over again, but yeah, so who knows Who knows how, how much we haven't seen. I, I, apparently from some of the stuff, it looks like it's whoever the Gotham city mayor was. That's I think what, what it seems to be a funeral for. Um, which would make sense with the amount of okay. people that are there and like the high profile sure. stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that would make sense. Did. So, um, yeah, like I figured it was a mayor or I figured it was like the DA that like Harvey Dent would end up replacing or something like that, but it's oh, definitely yeah. big public official. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I don't think that's even much of a spoiler. Um, but, no. uh, and if I had to guess this probably happens somewhere in the first half hour of the movie, if I had to guess. It, it oh, just yeah. seems like one of those type things, not like a big ending type thing. So, because um, no, no, I'm assuming it's the guy who dies in the trailer and it's his funeral. Yeah. Because people yeah. have kind of put together like the pictures and stuff. And obviously that'd be like the inciting event is the murder, which the trailer kind of gave the, the idea of that being. So I, I think right. you're right. I think that's pretty early on in the movie. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's back filming. And so that's pretty uh, that's pretty cool. I enjoy that, and um, yeah, it's, it's good to hear it back filming, especially after all the the Doomcock rumors and stuff. So yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad that those have kind of because like my my whole thing about that, I just want to briefly touch on that is that I love Doomcock. Yeah, he's he's shedding light on all of Hollywood's bullcrap and stuff like that. But I will say, like being in the industry of kind of movie, not gossip, but news and drama, you kind of go looking for it, and yeah. you kind of make mountains out of molehills because i was thinking about all the movies we know like and love that had terrible productions like imagine if we had the the internet news cycle we do today when it comes to movies back when like apocalypse now was being filmed <laughs> like every day you would just hear oh my god the director wants to kill everybody martin sheen is is drunk marlon brando is run off in the jungle everything is a nightmare you know yep. it'd be like the end of the world but as, but now we or imagine something... for star wars 
exactly. Like yeah, the first yeah, Star Wars movie where they're just like, uh, yeah, yeah they barely. haven't even started building sets. They're they're out of money. Like, yeah, yeah it would. Be, I I don't feel. I I feel like this is kind of par for the course for yeah. a majority of major productions. Oh yeah, they're they're usually pretty like. I mean, it's it's a million fires they're trying to put out yeah. and, and you know a million pieces moving. So I I really like. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there is probably some you know, especially with the COVID and Hollywood. Hollywood's future being up in the air people are obviously tense and, and kind of on edge so I, I don't doubt that there's been some drama and but it's your typical part for the course Hollywood you know business stuff that always happens so I just encourage people not to run with it and be like oh this movie's doomed no mm-hmm. plenty, plenty of movies have gone through way worse and still made it to the screen mm-hmm. yeah definitely so. uh yeah, so is there yeah, so yeah, so, um, is there any other news of stuff? That's the only thing I can think of right now. Oh, gee, I wonder if there's any other news that you have been dying to talk about. Um, I don't know. What could it be, Mark? To be honest, I'm I actually don't know. My my brain's only half here. You, you serious? I you haven't I heard serious. about all the. You haven't heard about them apparently having uh, Marvel talking to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield about the big. Uh, spider-man team up i saw like a thing on twitter but i hadn't i didn't i didn't see anything seemingly official of anything so i just kind of was like yeah they've been talking about this for ever since spider-verse came out so i, was, I just kind of yeah of course figured it well apparently it they're just actually more that apparently, yeah apparently they are actually have approached uh toby mcguire and they are yeah. in talks but something i saw so he was being difficult which i'm like i, I don't know i mean I, I doubt he's being difficult, but I'm, I'm sure it's just like, uh, you know, I mean, it's weird I, for him to what come back to the role after how many years? Twelve? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Thirteen, actually. But um, yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've heard. I feel like when that crisis, that that uh, CW crisis um, thing was going down and they were just trying to get every name from any DC property right. that they could. I feel like that shed a lot of light on stuff um, with Michael Rosenbaum. Um, hmm. And so oh, I feel yeah. like it might be a situation like that. Like they're trying to bring so many people in. They're basically trying to bring him in for free um, as like uh, favor type things. Because that's what they yeah, did with, with that with that crisis. They didn't pay anyone. They, they got them all to no. come in as favors. And Michael Rosenbaum was like, uh, no, I'm not shaving my head and yeah, coming in for all this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no. And you're like, yeah, you know, that's fair Good enough. And, and in hindsight, he was even more right because of how just yeah, he, he freaking out. horrible that was. Like, hats yeah, he, off to he, him. He I mean, they, they took every beloved character and destroyed them for that. Just like it was it was straight out of something from Star Wars. And yeah. uh, I mean, every single character, um, they just cut the nuts off of. And um, yeah. it was anyway, it was just it was terrible. So. I, I'm I'm wondering right, if might it might right. have something. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be that much because it's it's a bigger movie, and obviously, it would be different. But just along those veins of something like that, uh, of them of them proposing yeah, it, it as more of like a favor type thing, I could see that yeah. happening, especially with Marvel, and especially now. Yeah, w- with all the money I, like, they've I lost. Could, I, oh yeah, like I could see Marvel not only being cheap, but also being kind of slimy, but like, hey, Toby, you know. You're not really in movies anymore. And, right. and Spider-Man was your biggest movie, so you could really come back in light, and that could I could absolutely see that like offending him, be like, no, I don't need you. And especially if you're gonna pay me what, like five hundred grand to yeah. come, you know, get in shape for Spider-Man and and do the the song and dance. So 
Like I can totally see him be like, uh, no, you better actually let's actually get it in writing and meet with my agent first. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't put it past him to be like, hey, you know, this is really for the fans. Don't right. you want to just come back for the fans? So like, again, I, I, mean, I have no idea. That could be com- that that could be completely wrong. I have absolutely no insight yeah, to anything. Just, but just just just, uh, just thinking about it, it yeah. just I I just I could see that being a reason why there could be quote unquote difficulty with it. Sure. Um, yeah. Just pure speculation. Because I'm sure Tobey Maguire knows that he he obviously isn't going to be able to fetch the same price he was getting by the time well, Spider-Man sure. 3 came out. He knows that he's not he you know he's not oblivious. But I feel like he also yeah, doesn't I, I really care that. all that much. Like I feel yeah. like he it wouldn't really matter. So you know I don't know. It just it it doesn't surprise me to hear that. That's basically what I'm saying. Um, but we'll would see. you be like? Are you excited about the idea? I don't care. Like I'm so over. Really? I'm so over the MCU and their butchering oh. of Spider-Man. I so don't care that like I don't care about any of these rumors or anything. Like if it happens to be honest, I might be a little bit more annoyed because then I'll have to care. Um and I don't want to. <laughs> so it's like when Michael Keaton was going to be in the Flash, I'm like, "God, dang it, DC, like you slimy mfers like well, I, I don't i don't want that because I, I i now i have to care at least a mitocum like at least a little bit i have to just because michael keaton's back i i have to care a tiny bit more than i wanted to and so part of me just wants it not to happen so i really don't have to care yeah i get that well you can see now where like the trends have gone to where at first it was a big team-up movie like avengers yeah. and now and now we've segued to the big like alternate universe uh version team-up movie is that that's the big well what does that right tell now? you so about the characters that they've been creating that they have to bring back exactly. the old characters exactly. for people to care i'm telling you man it's You're totally it, right this is I, what happens when I you wouldn't... treat these characters so poorly uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if down the line or if like the Flash movie comes with problems like, oh, they might look they're reaching out to Christian Bale to reprise his role. But I'm I, sure they will. I, I, like, I like how. Oh, I'm sure they would. But I like how like Tobey Maguire and Christian Bale are like, no, we did our three movies. We're good. We enjoyed it. We always came back and, right. and did the movie and got into the role. But we're done. We've moved on. Like yeah. I, I like that. I like how it's not just. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. might come back in a future MCU movie. He's like, no. Mm, please don't. No, please don't. Don't <laughs> but ruin yeah, it. I, I really, don't, I don't ruin I don't it. Care. Don't ruin it. I mean, people, again, like all the fanboys are losing their minds, but like, I, I don't, I don't like multiple versions. I like one definitive version. I also that I don't care like, in, I don't like catering either. Cause now that everything's being just like, I'm all for the fans getting the voice for stuff. And I think that that's important. Right. And I like that. Right. It seems to be stuff is, uh, partially at least going that way. Even if it has to be a stupid Zack Snyder. Like I, I, I like that in a way, but I don't like that this is at the expense, at the expense of having to actually create something good. And that's what it's been. Yeah. It's a, all right, we don't have to yeah. care. Cause we don't have to actually make something good because we'll just do this. Nostalgia, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and that that I feel, and that's just it, it, you talk about a, a bubble, and that that that's what's been bursting <laughs> yeah. for me is just that attitude of, and that's what's been happening. It, it's a mix of that, and it's a mix of whoever the writers and studios are, I guess, are feeling like I guess are just getting bored with it. I think that's part of it too, and so they're just all right. Well, we'll change this, and we'll change this, and we'll change this, and we'll change this. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of why all that's happening, but 
I'm out. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like, yeah, for years, you know, everyone was talking about when is the superhero fatigue going to happen? And they kept, like, you know, saying it was going to happen back in, like, 2015 and even before that. And now I feel like it's actually time where we can have that conversation to the point where now we're having to, like, we're, now we're being nostalgic about the superhero boom of, like, right. the early thousands, you know, where we've gone that far back. Because, yeah, I feel like everyone else is like, phase four, really? When you look at the whole, like, the, the releases, you're like, oh, okay, Shang-Chi, uh, pass, Eternals, pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really nothing to get excited about. So they're like, oh, shit, how do we get people excited? Oh, bring back, you know, all the fan favorite versions and, you know, we'll do multiverses. Like, I, no, I feel bring like, in good directors, uh, a.k.a. Exactly, James Gunn you know, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. And, and that's a continuation of the story. That's not just, oh, now we're going to go back in time and do all this, you know, weird uh, cliche crap. Because, like, I, I really feel like Marvel, obviously, I think uh, the, the Doctor Strange sequel is going to be their big, obviously, jump into the whole multiverse. And I feel yeah. like that's going to be either the breaking point. Like, if it works, they can survive maybe a few more years. But I feel like if it doesn't, that will be the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, especially because if, if that is Sam Raimi, then it's and if they actually, you know, let it be Sam Raimi, then I think right. I, that definitely could be another Guardians of the Galaxy situation for sure. It definitely has that potential oh, sure. to that just because of how good for of a sure. director Sam Raimi is. But but yeah, but if, if it tries, if it tries to be face. too much and it tries to change too much. And if they try and micromanage it, which we know that they do 90% of the time, uh, yeah. then yeah. it it's uh, it's obviously not going to work. So if, if they let it be like that 10% of movies where they've actually let directors do stuff, then, yeah. you know, th- then then I think there's a more than good chance it works um, just because of who's in charge. But, you know, we'll see because I didn't care much for the Doctor Strange movie in the first place. So to me, it's going to take kind of a lot. For me to really care. Well, I was like, I like the first one, but again, after Endgame, I just don't really care about everything now. Like the True. whole Avengers. That's a big part of it. Like, that was it. Yeah, yeah no, that, that that's Doctor definitely Strange, a part of it. But um, the, the, the character is over. The, my the character is so. very uninteresting to me. So you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've well, tried to rewatch also. the movie a couple of times, and I just, I never care enough. I'm always like, I'm, I'm bored. I just, I just don't care about any of this. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. But well, anyway, we whenever that ends up happening. <laughs> uh, the other thing uh, we can talk about is there's a new Batman movie out, kind of. Um, oh yeah, I, I, this completely flew under my radar. Yeah, I knew somehow. about this, but I had I knew about this when it was I announced, it. and then I forgot about it for a while, and then it was out, and it was like, oh shoot, I need to probably need to watch that. <laughs> but for the first time, again, I own every Batman movie that's ever been made. But I really don't want to get this one because it's just, it's just the same movie. They, this is how desperate they've gotten now. Is seen it? They're li- no, I haven't watched it yet. But it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's. I don't know if you've heard about it, but they they took under the red hood and they just made it an interactive animated movie where you get to pick what? like what happens in it. So it's like a weird. It's like a an experiment type thing, like a new technology kind of choose your path. But in like a movie, yeah, kind of like the which like is, those games, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, which is which is fairly interesting, but I uh, I don't really care. And everything I've read about it says it's just a work. It's like, all right, you get a chance, you get a choice to pick a worse ending up to the to the movie. So 
It's exactly. Like, well, yeah. So it, everything I've seen is just like, what was the point of this? Like, oh, like it's that's, it's that's literally kind of just a cash lame. grab, basically. That's really what it seems like. Yeah, it is. Everything I've I've done, it's just a lazy, shoddy repurposing of a masterpiece of a movie. Just exactly. You know, to 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 put something out with as little effort as possible, which is what. As soon as I heard it announced, that's immediately what I thought. I, I was never very excited for this, just because it was like, all right, what, that just doesn't sound called? great. Like officially, it's called Death in the Family. So yeah, they're okay. trying to make that's it like the thought. comic more, because you know that that's a piece of the movie, and uh, right. they're trying to make that more of the thing, I guess. But yeah, it just that's that's weird. That's uh, wow. Okay, let me see. Hang on, hang on, hand. I, I'm just. I'm just reading something about it here. Apparently, there's seven different endings. So they say, but I feel like it always ends up one or two different endings at the very end. Like, there's seven different, like, branches, but they all kind of end up at the same place. Yeah. But who knows? Huh. Yeah, this this just sounds... This just sounds I've, I've heard all this before, and there's only so much you can do with... with you know, it was like that. It was like that Netflix special, the 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 uh, Black Mirror episode, the Banner Snatch, where it's like, oh, interactive and different endings, and it's really not. It's you know, they have they have different versions that they filmed and that you can choose from, but it's not like there's infinite or like you write it yourself. And no, it's video games have been doing this for years. Where you know, it's like, oh, you choose your own destiny and the butterfly effect, but really, everyone like everyone will play the game and then they'll all compare their notes, and it's like, oh, there's really only two or three endings that you end up. Uh, mm-hmm. No matter what you do, any not bad. So that's yeah. Apparently, it's very gimmicky. like and apparently, what they're saying is basically all the stuff is just under one of the decisions. So even with oh, there's all these different things, but there's only any effort was actually put into one of them. So that's oh wow. It just yeah, this whole thing just seems insulting and dumb. Anyway. Instead of just anim- animating the new movie. <laughs> right. That's disappointing. Which, I mean, granted, can be just as bad. Yeah, that's... No wonder I didn't even, like, hear anything about it or being released and people, like, you know, talking about it. Yeah. That, that sounds like some boomers came up with that one. That's dumb. Oh, wow. Apparently, the digital version of this isn't even interactive. Only the Blu-ray one is. So the digital one is literally a waste of time. You think it'd be the oh wow, <laughs> good. Huh. That, Interesting. That makes sense. That's Interesting. So, what are they thinking? God. Wow, that's terrible. Especially it right literally now, in in this review, funny. it has just giant all caps. Do not buy the digital version. <laughs> wow, that's dumb. God. Yeah, this that's is really just sad. this is just lazy and insulting, man. It's just it really is. I'll still buy it. And I hate oh it. no! Please don't, dude. I <laughs> please. look. I, I bought it's not even a movie. I bought Batman vs Superman, brand new. I know you did. And and uh, I didn't buy Justice League brand new. I brought that one took a little bit longer. But I did buy Batman vs Superman brand new as soon as it came out. So it's like if I if I stooped to that low, I feel like I I have to get this now. But this is even a movie. You can't even call this a movie. This is like a dumb. Like I remember old Disney. Um, like Disney movies on their DVD menus had stuff like this where you could play like interactive games and stuff. And that's pretty much what this is, but they, they somehow made it into a almost feature length, not even film and then sold it for Blu-ray for 20 bucks. 
Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. That's fair. So you don't even have to buy it because this is not a movie. If you can, if you can quote unquote choose what happens, it's not a movie. Yeah, it's a really crappy video game. That's all yeah. it is. Just just watch Under the Red Hood. It's it's a masterpiece. Just just watch exactly. that. Yeah. Why would you Why would you ruin that? <sighs> I I dude I don't know, but everything's being ruined. Wow. Now. That, if that's not a, a pretty accurate metaphor for for the dc animated universe right now or at least dc animated on film that's just my uh that that's just where i would pull out my you know the the gif of my uh, sam the american eagle gift of is nothing sacred that that's one of those that's yep. one of those moments for sure yeah oh man <laughs> all right uh any other news to talk about ian i have no idea uh no do we just want to do we just want to give our brief um uh thoughts on the finale of the boys real quick oh yeah that's what we yeah 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 that's true yeah finale. that did happen uh the finale was good i, I again the whole thing really picked yeah. up and it really was another thing where it's like yeah it just binge it it's made for it's made for binging exactly Ma- made for binging yeah. sucks week to week help a lot uh yeah it, it it's it the last two episodes significantly improved the entire season as a whole um, and, and it showed yeah. that they had they had a plan, they had somewhere to go, and and there ended up being a story there. So that was that was fine. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, not even close to as good as season one, even with everything, obviously. But no, but still but good was, and uh, and, and good enough where it's like and and good enough where it's like okay, bring on season three. You know, I'm I'm I'm, oh, yeah. I'm down. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch uh, season three. I mean, definitely watching this show, you realize that there are really two pillars holding the entire show up and that's yeah. Homelander and Butcher. Right. And, well, and but that really was always the case. That. So that's not like a surprise sure. or like, Oh, they tricked it. You know, it's, that's nothing. I mean, that's always been the case. And, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, impressed no. with how much they've stuck with it, to be honest. Yeah. But also like in the comics, like really, uh, Huey is the heart of, well, not really the heart cause it's a very dark comics, but you know, really the focal point of the, of the comic books that you, the character you follow and really here he's, Everyone's like, no, no, give us Carl Urban or Homelander, and then if we can't have them, I guess some of the other characters, and then at the very end, give us Huey. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, but as long as Homelander and Carl Urban, Carl Urban continue being great, it's like the show will at least still be always entertaining. I'm not gonna lie though, say what you will about the Huey character, and I know how much you don't like it, and I know how worthless he was for most of the season, so much so they actually had to mention it. Um, yeah. Man, I really like um, what's his name? Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. I couldn't remember what his first name was. I I like him a lot, and, and I I think I'm really impressed with him being able to play a character like this because he's so not that type of character. Like he's a big dude, like like a big jock type yeah, dude, oh. and it's so weird that he's able to channel this wimpy, pathetic character so well. Because it's so not what he's played before and ever really been cast as that I've seen, really. So I, I'm I'm really impressed that he's able to pull that off. That's funny because I actually I'm the opposite. I I like the character of Huey, but I I don't like in the comics, especially you know the, his his role in that. But I don't I, I don't like Jack Quaid as Huey because in the comics, literally Huey is written in. And, and drawn off of Simon Pegg, right, the creators yeah, yeah. of the comic made that character, which is funny because you know then they do a little right. homage by having him play he was father. But um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like it's kind of how Jack Quaid plays him 
that I don't like, but maybe, uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily even saying I like the character all that much, but just, I, I, I'm impressed that he is able to do that. Like it's so, oh, sure. not, yeah, I guess, I guess you, you know, I think of him like in the hunger games where he's playing like one of the career tributes, oh, he's yeah. this big imposing dude. And, and then now he's playing, yeah, he's, this. he's not, um, like he's not Michael Sarah, yeah, no, yeah. but he's playing Michael Sarah. But and it's Pretty just much, it's, yeah. it's I, I'm just imp- I'm just impressed with him doing that, and I, I'm sure, not yeah, sure yeah. how in the world that happened. Like, it's it's just so such a bizarre casting choice. It is. Yeah. It's just such a weird casting choice, and 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 I don't think it works all the time. But sure. but for what he you know for what he is and what he's doing, I think he's doing an impressive job for what you know for kind of being miscast as a character. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, was, that, that was, that was, yeah. that was all that I was always saying about that. I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So it, it, it concluded nice. It concluded well and, and was interesting. And, you know, the reveal of the, you know, the Senator being, being the person behind a lot of the stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well that, that's, that's <sighs> interesting. That's fair. Whatever. I like that. But again, I, I worry about them burning through storylines because I thought the whole like a uh, church of Scientology was going to be a big part. I was like, oh, crap, they're they're even, you know, able to, to boss Vought around and have yeah. huge influence. And then obviously that's a famous actor, Gore, Gore and something. Uh, so it's like, OK, cool. We're going to have like now two basically powerhouses of Vought and this crazy church, you know, to deal with. And then again, boom, that storyline's gone, which granted the whole yeah. theater turned out to be crazy could be interesting as well but i just again i worry about how quickly they get rid of some of these these storylines that could give them or give their characters something to do in the downtime you know and they've you know they 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 that's a good point because they have thrown out a lot of stories already the super dude the the super terrors they should have kept because then they could have had someone the boys to go after because they can't go after Vought, they can't go after homelander every episode right because they're so powerful and you have to come up with reasons why homelander doesn't just rip their heads off so like give them something to do give them another villain to kind of you know fight and stuff while you know they're trying to go after the big the big fish but they again when you get rid of that stuff then you're left with like the first couple episodes of the second season you know yeah they got rid of black noir too like that that whole that whole storyline's gone that that was that was a little bit of a of a like throw away just for like oh we have to get him out here somehow well no not even not even that but the fact that He's like one of the biggest the weakness. He, no, he's one of the, well, all that was stupid too, but just the fact that yeah. he's one of the biggest, he's the biggest, uh, turning thing, like the biggest reveal of the entire comic uh, and yeah, they've yeah, thrown yeah. that yeah. out, you know, that's gone. Like, that's not a, that's not a thing. So it's just, it's, it is weird. That's a good point with how many stories they've just thrown away or just have, or are yeah. committed to not using or what, you know, however you want to look at it. That is a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about that. But like that is compound weird. V just going away. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is. It is weird. It it is weird. So we'll see. Um, Hope maybe maybe they'll hear some criticism and and work on that for next season. Yeah. Who knows? But um. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll watch. It was it. fine. Uh. Yeah. All right. So now it's time get into the actual episode. Talking about three. Uh, different episodes of Batman animated series. We got a two-parter again. We've had a lot of two-parters recently, but we got we got well, we Demon's have. Quest part one and part two, and then we have um, his Silicon Soul. So Demon's Quest 
uh, adaptation of a couple different uh, Rachel Ghoul comics from uh, Den- uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams from the 70s. Um, yeah, kind kind of merges a kind of merges a couple of them, uh, a couple of them into these two parts. Um, I don't remember exactly what the numbers were from yeah uh, from those comics. Trying to see, I thought it's I had it down here the, somewhere. The whole gist of Rachel Gould kind of condensed. I mean, like you know, he's looking for a successor, Lazarus Pit, you know, Batman. There we go. Like sorry, that. sorry. Oh, you got him. Oh, Ozuna just hit a home run, and now it's tied. Everyone. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, but I did find the comics as well. So oh. p- part one is mostly an adaptation of Batman number two thirty two. And then uh, called the demon lives. Or, um, I don't remember what it was called. I thought I had it down here, but I don't see it. But the second one, uh, the second part is more a uh, type of adaptation of Batman two forty four, the demon lives again. And then the first part is wow. is pretty accurately an adaptation of Batman two thirty two, which is uh, one of the origins of Rachel Ghoul comics. I don't remember exactly what the name of it was. Daughter of the Demon. That's the name of it. The Daughter of the Demon. Okay. So, um, and that was the first comic with Rachel Ghoul in it. So that was the debut of of the character. So, but uh, yeah, no, th- this is a great. Th- th- these are two really good episodes. It's a really good introduction to this character. Oh, yeah. It's a really well done version of this character. Um, and mm-hmm. and really really takes uh the the Denny O'Neill character and and brings him to life in a great way. Yeah, it's, it's a much different um, kind of episode in general. Oh, we've very seen different. Batman very different. Gotham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen Batman leave Gotham before and go to uh, Japan. Very um, rarely, and stuff though. like that. But this is, yeah, very rarely. But even then, like the the whole feel of this adventure is is different. Where it feels some much more of like a Indiana Jones meets like the Phantom kind of old school pulp well, type of story, which I really like. I think there's two different. I mean, both these episodes are so different. The the first one is you know, it's a mystery episode. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a detective episode. It's a clue following episode. And then the second one's just a giant action episode. Part two is just a James Bond movie. The whole part two is just, it's, it's a straight up James Bond movie from the way Rachel Ghoul is to the plan, to the sword fights, to the explosions. Yeah. Yeah, The, the desert lair. It's, it's literally, a James Bond episode, and it's fantastic. Or yeah, old pulpa, yeah, old pulpa novel. But yeah, no, I loved it. I don't mind. It's it, both of those work. Obviously, mm-hmm. the whole mystery is great because it, it works perfect for, with Batman. And even in this one, yep. like I forgot some of the stuff in this episode that Batman points out. I'm like, oh shit, yes, he, he is actually really clever. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just interesting having this character, this Rachel Ghoul character. It's such a unique Batman villain. Um, Oh, yeah. T- totally different motivation, totally different demeanor of anyone else. Period. Yep. Um. And yeah. uh, and and the way he's this constant, he's just constantly throwing praises on Batman, like just constantly, yeah, just nonstop. It's so kind of weird that he's so impressed. Yeah, well, with I mean- Batman. Yeah, because like he's not your typical villain that wants to stop Batman. Because I mean, early on, immediately he finds out Batman's identity. Whereas most villains, that be the Holy Grail, you know, to which they can use to destroy him with. But yeah, then, we can talk about he's that. Like, oh no, in I a know second. who you are. 
Oh, okay. He's like, I know who you are, but you know, I'm not here to kill you or anything like that. Because yeah, he's not there to kill him or or anything like that. Granted, when he unveils his plan later on, and obviously Batman's gonna stop him, then he has to, you know, right. keep him from doing that. But yeah, at first he's he's you know testing him out and seeing if he's worthy. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very cool dynamic for a villain. Because yeah, for most of the first episode, he's not really a villain. I mean, he's this obviously untrustworthy kind of you know suspicious guy, but he's he's not a straight up you know foil. No, 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 definitely not. Uh, it's it's definitely a different demeanor for for a character and a different different way a character is developed and and written and all that. I mean, everything's just just unique about it. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. him him discovering Batman's secret identity is just dumb. I, I'm sorry, like I'm I'm fine with it in a way because again, there's only a handful of people that have been able to figure out his identity, and. Right. Um, but I don't know. It just seems It'd be like nice to see how he did it. Yeah, yeah. Like this show made it seem like, why does everyone not find out his secret identity? It, it seems, yeah, it I seems mean, quite easy. <laughs> the, the answer they give is kind of, you know, we don't have the time to go into. It's a very, you know, that's a good question for another time. Yeah. Kind of. Um, well, but, no, uh, but he's just like, Oh yeah, yeah. I looked at this and the resources it had to be Bruce Wayne. And you're like, you know, I, I, I right. get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fair. This seems too easy. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have just, uh, you know, shown how he did it or told how he discovered it in a more cinematic way, I guess. Yeah, but it definitely was not the focus, which I don't know. It's fine, whatever. No, but no. um, and again, and, and, and Rachel Ghoul has has known, has been the one to know um Batman's identity, obviously in the past. And again, right. I like how even when he does know, he's not constantly like, oh, well, now I know I have to use it to destroy him. It's, it's almost like in many ways his identity is safe with Rachel Ghoul, but. Obviously, you find out later on, Rache is not that safe of a person, but... Right. Um, but no, I, I've always liked that about Rache Al That's why he's always been one of my favorite Batman villains ever. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. Um, the other the other thing I think is kind of weird with this episode is why does Batman go along with any of this? Uh, well, I guess at first, you know, he's trying to find Robin, but once he finds Robin... I guess, but he's kind of deducing everything on his own. Why? Why is he following with Ra's al Ghul? Every single part of it, Ra's al Ghul is not doing anything. Ever. He's just tagging along as Batman is doing this. And why is he allowing it? I mean, especially when he knows that he's behind it. I don't know. It just seems like he doesn't need to be doing that. Well, I also wonder too, like when the episode first starts, and he's like, "Oh, you know, Robin and and uh, Talia are probably in Calcutta." He's like, "You know, I have an aircraft." I wasn't. I was like, "Why doesn't Batman just go?" Well, I have one too. I'll, I'll right. follow you there or there. Like, yeah, it's why he just relies on Rachel Gold for everything to get to Robin is kind of weird. Yeah, it, that whole thing just seems. But odd. that's how. Yeah, but that's you know for the plot. But no, sure, I, I, get, sure. I totally agree with you. And then even by. I don't know, even the whole thing, like, once he finds out and then sticks around and then helps save Ra's al Ghul and stays there, it's like, all this just seems really weird to me. Like, I don't know, all that stuff is like, why are you still here? Like, go! <laughs> yeah, yeah, once he gets Robin, he really should just be like, like I don't care if you die, like, you know, uh, it's, again, kind of like Batman Begins, you know, I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm not gonna save you. Yeah. So you're obviously a, a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Why are we saving the crazy maniac who's 600 years old and and clear and then what he doesn't even need to be there. 
Like Ubu could have yeah, just taken him into the thing. Yeah. Why? Why does Talia say like, "Oh, I need you to save my father"? It's like Ubu was walking with you. Like he can carry him. Like why? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. are you here? It, none of I don't know. That I, that really hit me this time. I was like, this this does not make any sense. It's it's still great though. But yeah, I mean, oh you, sure, technically, yeah. I mean, Batman should just walk out of the door and be like, "No, you're good." You we know, need sorry, something to talk about, Ian. We can't just be like, "That episode's great. Goodbye." It is great, but yeah, we we are fair <laughs> critics. We we even the stuff we love, we we can we can uh we can take apart, and you know we're still secure about how good they are as, as sure. stories and stuff. But um, but yeah. I mean, you could argue because Talia's hot and he's doing it for her, which I understand. But yeah, that's fair, uh, even guess, that is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, that that's a big stretch, see, especially with Talia how little interest he he has in her. Um, that's true. Yeah, because uh, when did we see her previously? In what off episode balance. Was it? That's it, off balance. That's right. Yeah, that was, and and she yeah. was much more of a formidable person in that than she is in this episode. Yeah, she really doesn't have a whole lot to do in this one. No, um, they don't do anything. In fact, with she her. doesn't really do anything in this one except no, for kiss Batman. She's literally eyes. just like a prize to be won. Like she's literally just like an incentive of, oh yeah, if you join me, I'll throw in my daughter. It's like, eh. Yeah, it's it kind of she kind of fell off in importance here. <laughs> Yeah, because he even says, I need a man to take over my, my spot. It's like, you have a very formidable and intelligent daughter, you know. Where well, as we know, he's, he's clearly a, a racist and sexist person, so, I mean. Granted, he's 600 years old and times were different. Right, I'll right. Give him a, I'll give him a pass. You know, he's also a bad <laughs> he's guy, very old. so, you know. That too. <laughs> that That's fair. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just that that was interesting anyway but uh but yeah no i mean these are i mean yeah but these are great the second episode's so much fun i mean it's it's so much fun it's just non-stop action just explosions it's, it's uh gunfire uh, batman being sneaky awesome and and somehow that dude not realizing that that's a different person riding that camel um oh yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> and uh yeah, and um, you know, and then, then the amazing freaking Robin Hood sword fight. Just, I mean, it's it's just yeah, amazing. Come on. Going up it's, the stairs with great. the fire in the background. The animation yeah. in these episodes is beautiful. It's uh, oh, it's yeah. it's a Tokyo movie, um, Shin Shinsa Company, which I mean, they're one of the better ones that works on the show for sure, and it, it shows, especially in that second episode, like just the orange set sets and every. Yeah. It just it looks awesome. It looks so good. Again, this episode feels epic. It's awesome. You know, most of the episodes obviously have a big set piece at the end, but this one, you know, especially, oh, no. yeah, it feels like your old school big Bond showdown at the evil villain's lair that always ends up getting destroyed. This, no, this so episode goes, yeah, for sure. And this episode goes so above and beyond any other episode we've seen before as far as, uh, as far as stakes, man. I mean, the stakes in this are just... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's literally as high knows. as they could possibly be. And that's just and, and yeah. it wor- but but it works in this instance because it's it's different. Like it's different. It's not yeah. like, you know, every superhero movie where we have to have the entire world at stake. You know, it, it's it. That's not the Batman character. Batman is not a save the world character. Batman is a no. save Gotham City character, a save one person character. Uh, he's that. And so. Then when you do throw something like this in, it really has a lot of weight to it because you're like, no, yeah. no, no. He's yeah, in the middle of the, the Sahara Desert trying to stop 
a cataclysm that's going to destroy almost 3 billion people. Yeah, and again, he, he's no Superman and doesn't have any of these crazy abilities. It's literally just one guy. Not even doesn't even have his utility belt. No. He has to somehow find a way to save half the freaking population. And and really, he just has a he just throws a sword at it, and that just stops the whole. It's very machine. easy. It is kind of it is it is kind of <laughs> easy. I mean, Rayshard was kind of yeah. asking for it. For, for yeah, being honest, I mean, you got to <laughs> at least put a shield around the, the antenna or something. <laughs> right. And I like how the satellite falls out of orbit right. as soon as it uh, activates. It's like, oh, now I'm infected by gravity. <laughs> yeah, oh, this was funny to me too. But uh, no, but these two episodes—they're they're great. The, the mystery aspect is very interesting. That's always fun to see. Um, and then, and then at the end, when he—that's th- always great when the when the character then reveals all the clues that he found along the way that you didn't notice when you're watching it. They actually it. like line up and make it makes sense. It's right. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that was and and it's like actual good clues. It's not like yeah. you know kids TV oh, show a lot of times. Oh, we did stuff camera you didn't see. Right. Yeah, or, yeah. or it's just like very you know painfully obvious stuff like. It's actually right. well done and well concealed in this for the most part. Yeah, like yeah, like I, I totally forgot about or I didn't pick up on the fact that when he goes in and fights the, the panther or whatever, that yeah, at you know, before that Rachel Gould always had to be in front of him, but in this case it's like, oh no, you go ahead into the death chamber. Yep. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Yep, that and the you know, him knowing that Robin was kidnapped on the same day as Talia and like yeah, all those things yeah. are it it's it's clever. It's actually good writing. It is, which yeah. I mean makes sense and because it's it's basically like... a straight up adaption of the Denny O'Neill story. So I mean that's why that's the, the writing works because you have arguably the greatest Batman writer of all time, uh, you know, behind oh, yeah. behind this story, which are you know R.I.P. to Denny O'Neill who just just I passed away like what a couple months ago, month month or two months yeah, ago. Yeah, not even a year. Um. So uh. So yeah, it just it just further shows and it's it's just. It's just another thing that's great seeing the genius of Denny O'Neill's writing, especially brought to life yeah. like this. Yeah, none of people know him. I mean, he should be a, a name like Stan Lee and, and Jack Kirby and guys yes. like that. No, 100 percent, because, I mean, he's about as if there was a Mount Rushmore. We've talked about this before. There's a Mount Rushmore of Batman people. I mean, he's on it without a question. I mean, he's arguably oh, for sure. either the second or third most important Batman influence of all time behind you know uh bob kane slash uh um bill finger. yeah bill finger and then who you kind of have to put together and then uh yeah. you know maybe frank miller just for the dark knight returns oh, but as far as the impact i mean denny o'neill single-handedly not in as far as mainstream goes but comics wise basically just completely created the batman character that is the batman character today I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he like is responsible for it. And, he is responsible for longevity for everything that we think of as Batman, other than the origin stuff, which obviously was Bill Finger right. and and um, Bob Kane. Uh, I mean, but he took the character from the goofy 50s and 60s character back to an actual the tortured vigilante Batman that we know of. I mean, that was all Denny O'Neill yeah. in, in that 70s work. Yeah, that that it didn't go from freaking sixty six Adam West or you know the old school Batman to to the Dark Knight Returns immediately. It's like <laughs> no, there was a there was a whole legacy in between of of longevity and and and, and continuity that mm-hmm. Dean uh, Dean O'Neill 
freaking gave us a yeah we don't we take for granted mm-hmm. and this is it shows how good it is <laughs> yep uh yeah i mean and then and then not just that but also the fact that he's the person who then ran dc comics the batman all the batman stuff in dc comics for decades you know through the yeah. 2000s and so all that stuff all those great batman stories from the 80s and the 90s and stuff a lot of that was while he was in charge Prime so e- even yeah, though he yeah. wasn't the one writing them he was basically the one hiring the writers and and putting out the assignments and stuff like that. i mean so he's still behind a lot of almost pretty much ever all of the greatest batman stories he had a hand in in some way shape or form yeah pretty much every single one of them i mean he's probably the most important when it comes to the overall legacy of batman again you have other writers who were and the times maybe more influential yeah and the flash and green arrow yep and yes yes and green arrow and uh marvel characters too um he did he did because he worked he left and went to marvel for a few years there in the 80s yeah that's right and um so he did a lot with them and apparently he named optimus prime as well in transformers so it's just like (laughs) all right man like just back off a little back off a little save save some for someone else (laughs) yeah yeah damn too much man uh, but yeah, no, you're not kidding. It literally, it, it he really should be up there with Stanley levels of of influence and, and uh, yeah. you know at that iconic level because he he really is yeah. he really is up to that that level. And um, so yeah. yeah, anyway, this turned into a Danny O'Neill uh, podcast, but um, it's, it's, it's warranted for sure, <laughs> especially with these because these are just such direct adaptations of of some of his work that uh, probably yeah, yeah, the yeah. most in this entire series. So Probably, I figured that was, yeah. you know, that was fair enough to, to, uh, to fully talk about here with, with these, but yeah, no, these are, these are great episodes. Um, a lot of fun actions. Amazing. The animation's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's iconic, just full of iconic moments. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about them. <laughs> I, I think we touched on everything. Yeah, I, I just love how how epic they are, and this one actually warrants the two parters. Some of the two parters, yeah. and then a bit of a stretch, you know, kind of done for maybe just because we got to fill out the season. But this one definitely was. It felt like an event, you know, mm-hmm. event episode that you that you have with TV. Another thing, sometimes. another thing I didn't think about, but in one of the articles I was reading was was mentioning the comparisons with the uh, Lazarus pits to uh, to the Joker. Where it's like, I wonder if there was any influence with that because oh, it's a big green yeah. vet. You come out insane, laughing. Yeah, that's, that's a, a I good never point. thought I about never before. Thought about that. It's an interesting thought. Like you could, to like two of his most formidable and best villains, kind of have a similar kind of a uh, occurrence. I, I mm-hmm. that's very interesting. I like that a lot. Even one more thing to like about Rachel Ghoul. Yep. Oh, nice. uh, shout out to the tour article about this. Uh, I I read these for all the yeah. episodes. These are who. The um the people that did these tour articles for all every episode of Batman the Animated Series and every episode of the Batman yeah, 66 sure. show, really well done. They're really really well done. Um very very in depth and and they're very helpful. But yeah, the, the this guy, um Stephen Padnick was the one who mentioned that in this article and I never thought about that. Can't before. believe I never put that together. Yeah. Wow. I didn't either, but uh it's interesting and also he added a note where he's like, um, how come no one's ever done a story? that reveals that the toxic chemicals the Joker fell into was an attempt at creating a Lazarus pit. That could that, be really That would make a ton well. of sense with the Joker and him being mad, him having some sort of extra strength and not dying ever. Totally. <laughs> I'm just saying, got, it's an idea. Got it, got it. Get on it. 
We need has, comics. You know, comics Joker. need comics need better stories. Let's let's go. They do. That's but that's I, a I'm great surprised. idea. I'm surprised this ever happened in the comics. At least that I know of of the Joker being put into the Lazarus Pit. Is God? What would happen to him if he came back? Somehow even more insane. That would yeah, be interesting. Wow, I'm surprised this never happened. We need to we need to copyright that quick. Well, we can't. I mean, this is this guy's idea. I know, but yeah, but uh, yeah, someone needs to do that because that's a great idea. Um, yeah, all right, any right anything now, else sure. to say with these with uh, the Demons Quest episodes? No, no, I, they've always been top there in my favorites. Oh, Usually, probably oh, top ten for me. Sorry, oh. I totally forgot, and I feel like an idiot. What we hadn't even, okay, David freaking Warner, one of the greatest voice performances. Oh, in God, the show, yeah. period. Like it is top five instantly. Like he, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's amazing anyway. I mean, he's a great actor, but good gosh, him as Rachel Ghoul is just stellar. Like just outstanding. Yeah. I liked um, I like Jason Isaacs a lot in Under the Red Hood, but yeah, it's it's, it's hard to compete with the the OG and David Warner here. this guy's voice is so menacing it's so perfect perfect for this character and because again you got to think about there's a lot of talking in this episode oh yeah and there's a lot of Rachel Ghoul just kind of blabbering about nothing yeah but but you never think about it because David Warner's so good at delivering he's got that commanding presence you never get bored you never it never feels like blabbering even though when you think about it a lot of times it kind of is it, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it because he does such a great job. Yeah, very, very sinister. It works. Yeah, so I had to shout that out. I was mad that I hadn't no. mentioned that before because he's we just both failed. I'm glad you fantastic. did. Fantastic, David Warner, outstanding vocal performance in this, and and then obviously you know the the mainstays are always good. Kevin Conroy, Lord yeah, Lester. I mean, they're, and uh, they're always great. But um, yeah, these episodes both have eight point four ratings on uh, IMDb. So high oh, rated episodes. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not yeah. higher. To be honest, I really am. Yeah, usually they're like they're they're typically like eight point seven or somewhere around there. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I I am surprised they're not they're not a little bit higher. I think it probably I'm, warrants. I'm but, BS uh, on that. But yeah. not not low ups, not low rated episodes. No. So, uh, yeah, those are Demon's Quest. They aired on uh, May third, nineteen ninety three, and then May fourth, nineteen ninety three. So. Big uh, shout out to that. There's not really any uh, any trivia or anything with with these, at least really? the stuff that I could find. Yeah, not really. No. You would think with a big two-parter like this, but wow. You would think, but uh, no, Seriously. no, there's not. Um, all right. So moving on to the uh, the next episode, which is uh, his Silicon Soul. Now, I was pretty surprised, Ian. This episode has surprisingly high ratings. I do not like this episode. Really. And a lot of people do. I, I remember now. What, what's the rating? It's an eight point three on uh, on IMDb. Okay. And you know that's a one okay, point I, lower you know than the last two that we watched. And I I well, don't well, particularly like this low. episode. Really? Not really. Uh, this episode just I, is boring to me. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it definitely isn't that exciting. But I, what I will say, because I remember, you know, now. This is being one of the episodes I never really went back and watched. Right. But uh, but upon rewatching it, there is actually more I can appreciate about this episode, especially at the end. But yeah, kind of the episode as a whole. I feel like this episode isn't. is just it's just 
from the very start, it's just trying too hard. And, and that's just what comes, it just comes off like that to me. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just trying too hard, but not being very interesting in what it's trying. And uh, it's yeah, trying it's, to go too deep, stuff. too fast with too little explanation, too little backstory. Like, you can't do what they're trying to do in a 22 minute episode. Like, you just, you, you can't. It doesn't work. It's too high. Yeah. It's too high bar for this oh, amount of time. At least I feel like. But yeah, but and it's not that show, and it's right? not that they can't do high bar stuff because they have and they've done it really no. really well. Oh, my my favorite episode of all time is probably the highest bar they get to, at, in any of these oh, yeah. these episodes with Perchance to Dream, and I saw a lot of comparisons to that episode, which I, I get. But... No, I mean, I, I get it in a way just because of the, uh, like I said, the stuff it's tackling, the themes and stuff are so much higher than most of these episodes are. And I get that, but I don't know. I just, this episode just lags. Everything about it lags. And there's not, it's all about, you know, the whole Blade Runner thing of machines and being, you know, alive and all that stuff. But yeah, and I don't care about that. Like I've never cared about that. Like machines are machines. Sorry, I don't. I don't care. You, yeah. you can't get oh, me yeah, to care. Uh, that's way. a lie. That's a lie. There's only one time you can ever get me to care about machines, and it's R two D two and C three PO, and that's it. That's where it begins and ends. Sure, those are the only machines I care about. I just, you know, it's just a thing. I just don't care, and uh, so that's part of the reason why I never was a big Blade Runner fan. And um, this is kind of yeah. more of that. And the whole machines and be, oh, do they have souls like and all this stuff? And it's like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. it's a robot. I I don't care. And and then yeah. and so much of this episode doesn't make any sense. Where it's a whole thing of oh, it was too perfect of a robot of Batman to where oh, now it can't even do the plan because it can't take a life. But yet it tries to kill Batman in the very first encounter, throwing him out of the window, and thinks it killed him. But then later it malfunctions because oh, yeah. it can't kill him and it thinks it did. I'm sorry. I, I'm just – this is just – it's dumb. Yeah, I mean I, 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 what I will say is I will give them credit for at least trying to – again, they, they don't they, – they stumble in the execution because they do try and want to be grand and you know lofty like, like Blade Runner. But you know again, they don't have the time. But I will give them credit for at least not just making him a killer robot where he just comes back and – you know, Batman goes, well, you can't be a complete copy of me because I won't take a life. And he'll be like, I have evaluated your processing and found that not killing is ineffective. And therefore, that is why you are obsolete. You know, something stupid like that. So yeah. I at least give him credit of the machine and copies him in every way where even it respects his um, not killing um, principle. But um, but yeah, like, as you mentioned, he tries to kill him at the greenhouse. He tries to kill him. Yep. Uh, a bunch of other times. And then I, I got to say, what does Batman uh, grab when he falls into the tunnel? Is it just a random pole with a light on it at the <laughs> bottom of that pit? Like, what is that for? <laughs> it's like he, he put that uh, there knowing the situation would eventually happen where he'd had to fall and look like he fell. Because it's literally I guess, just a pole, but with a light bulb on it. I guess. I yeah, was so, I was thinking like, the same thing. What is, like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that, that got me I don't wonder. get that. I don't get that yeah, either. But also another cool, another cool thing about the episode. It was cool having a fight in the Batcave cave and actually getting getting to see kind of all of the Batcave cave and yeah, and, um, just how big and like 
lab and stuff where usually you only see like the maybe the hainer or like the uh, where he pulls up in the Batmobile and then of course the, the computer but so it was cool getting to see the whole thing but um but yeah it, it definitely it definitely wanted to be much more um and, and anything obviously as we've seen anything regarding the what's the name of the computer program like tarmax hardack hardack did you say Hardak. tarmax yeah, yeah so I, don't, I can't remember <laughs> what is that <laughs> It sounds that, like it. That's what a plane takes on off on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, kind of, as we've seen, anything involving that, not really the best when it comes to story mm, ideas. No, no. Uh, so, again, I, I get what they were trying to do, and, and I respect it to a degree, but it, it's a, it, it, personally, it's just a story that is uninteresting to me. And it, that's not just this episode. Like, just this... The argument of machines and souls and oh, what's yeah. living, I don't give a crap. Like, no, they're a machine, period. I'm sorry. Don't Dude, care. Iron Gi- The Iron Giant, everyone loves that movie. I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't either. He's I don't I don't either. I'm, robot. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, I don't care. You can't get me to care about something that is not alive. I just. Like, he should, he should be going up there and taking that nuke. I'm like. Right. <laughs> That's why the stupid holdover maneuver. I put a droid behind the wheel. Why are you sacrificing? Yeah, we don't. Need That's to what talk. they're there for. Yeah, we. That's not. No, we won't. Please. Uh, um. Yeah. So that, that that's part way. of it. So I've part of that is just that. just just preference for me. Like I know other people enjoy right. that a lot, and that's that's fine. Sure. For me, don't care about the story in in the first place. And then on top of that, it's just there's just yeah, not enough confusion. room there for them to work with the amount of level of stuff that they're trying to do. So again, yeah. impressive. It's it's to me an example of they, you know, they 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 tried to to fit the whole cake in their mouth in one bite, and it's like, eh, you yeah. know, doesn't quite work. Maybe if there was, to be honest, this is one of those where again, I wouldn't care because I just don't care about the story in the first place. But if there was ever one for like a two parter, like this is another one that, like this one yeah, more probably. so than the last Hardack one, I think could have been better as a two parter. Oh, yeah. The other one did not need to be a two parter at all. And th- this one, yeah, no, this that, one that could have benefited from that. Yeah, I mean, look, there we we have praised the creators and writers of this show, adventurous and being experimental and really yeah, going sure, out sure. there and, and trying new things. And as we see, they just don't always work. And this is just kind of one of the cases. Yeah, uh, the best part of the episode, I think, is uh, with um, uh, the machine and and Carl Rossum when he goes there and. Rossum's trying to convince him that he's just a machine and and all that. That I thought that was a good scene. That was well done. I liked that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, then, and then, it, like you said, the fight in the Batcave like is great. The the stuff with Alfred when yeah. the robot first comes over is good. I mean, again, there, there's some good stuff in the episode, but just yeah. That's oh, a whole, of course, there always is. Meh. It's just it is what it is. It's yeah, fine. and. It, and to be fair, it's kind of hard to follow up the previous two episodes, True. you know, especially with one like this. Is how do you compete with epic sword fighting Batman and <laughs> Rachel Gould versus Am I Human and My Sentient? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I agree. It's kind of a tall task, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, course. so this episode aired on November twentieth, nineteen ninety two. Again, the airing of these episodes is just weird. Like, it's just so weird. random. It's like like year. Yeah. Some of them are literally like years apart. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's very odd. But this has an eight point three on on IMDb, like I mentioned at the beginning. So, I think a little bit, eh, maybe a little generous with the 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 rating. But 
Um, I'd be fine with I'd be fine with that rating if they bumped up the the Demon's Quest rating. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that it's so close to the other one. I agree with that. I, yeah, I agree with Demon's that. Demon's Quest should be way up there. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Is there any real trivia for this? Um. Well, I guess just the fact that this is so close to the Terminator plot. Uh, you know, with but we already talked about that back with the the other Heart of Steel episodes. How it's basically just Skynet and yeah, Terminator. Yeah, this, this one's, and this is still just kind of continuing. Yeah, that. this one's way. But but this yeah, is but more this Blade one Runner. I would say is way more Blade Runner than Terminator. Yeah, this is more Blade Runner than Terminator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. But um, but but the movie we which we've talked about before, um, has uh, William Sanderson and Carl Rossum as well. Or uh, William Sanderson is the voice of uh, Carl Rossum, and uh, he's he's in Blade Runner. So. Which which we talked oh, about yeah. we talked about that before in the in the last episode too so that's fair. Um, yeah, it's no coincidence. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So anything else about this episode, um, Ian? No, no. Uh, I will say again, upon rewatching it, I it's not as bad as I remember, but um, but yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely one of the weaker ones, but uh, yeah. All, as as the show shows, um, no matter how kind of anticlimactic or or uh subpar the episode might be there is always still the bright spots that, that shine through and obviously it's you know uh, the cat the voice acting but then it also could be little stuff of just showing you new parts of back cave set pieces ideas again the show even when it misses it still somehow hits in the way yeah no even even the episodes that are maybe a little bit subpar are still are still solid oh yeah Still effort. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, so yeah, that is uh, his Silicon Soul, and um, we'll be back in the '66 show um, next week. But when we do get back to the animated series, next episodes, next three episodes, uh, we're gonna cover are gonna be Fire from uh, Fire from Olympus, Read My Lips, and oh, okay. The Worry Men. So. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, read my lips is the best one out of those for sure and so that'll be I was gonna say. that'll be interesting obviously seeing the ventriloquist is uh it, that's another yeah, that's another time. that's another character that's written way above what anything should be written in the show like if we're being perfectly honest it's like how how do they get away with writing a character that complex and that deep yeah in in a kid's show like it's pretty insane if we're being honest hence the fact like pretty much no one has has tried to use that character since like other it's than in some a, comics like it's such a hard they, character you can't blame them. and so yeah, uh, yeah you can't blame like moody movies and stuff for being like oh how do we pull this off yeah so that's that's what we're gonna cover um when we come back to the show and then we get fire from olympus which i'm not gonna lie kind of a guilty pleasure episode and um <laughs> I need to rewatch it. Ma- Ma- sure. Maxi yeah. Zeus is is hilarious. Like I'm I'm a big Maxi yeah. Zeus fan. I like he he should so be in the 66 show. Like just 1 million percent. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot of fun seeing that type of thing thrown into the animated series. Kind of kind of combining That's a thing true. a little bit with that. And then the Worry Men eh look, as much as I love the Mad Hatter and I really do. He's my favorite 
uh, you know, undercard villain for sure. He's one of my favorite undercard yeah. Batman villains, period, and and definitely my favorite in in the animated series. Um, okay. this episode is not great, so it's probably the weakest Mad yeah, Hatter episode. And uh, granted, so, he has some of the best episodes, so that's a bit unfair. Yeah, no, he's in my number one episode, so. Yeah, so I mean, that's fair. But yeah, those are the three episodes we're going to talk about coming up uh, when we get back to the show. But when we're next week, when we're back in the animated series, we got the Clock King. That's who we're we're covering. We got uh, the Clock King's crazy crimes and the Clock King gets crowned. So, again, no rhyme. Uh, No rhyme. (laughs) How can you not rhyme something with crimes? Like, it's Clock King time. Like time rhymes yeah, with crime. Come on, dude. How did you miss this? Oh man, it's like the easiest one you ever. Not be bothered. What is wrong with <laughs> these people? Like the laziness drives me nuts sometimes with the people doing this. Come on, man. Like come hopefully the episode's not lazy. Yeah. Ah. Uh, anyway, but that'll be fun seeing the Clock King. I'm, I'm all for seeing that. I I, yeah, I yeah. don't remember these episodes, so I'm excited okay. to watch them because I I really don't remember them at all. So. That's uh, I don't remember the Clock King much in in this show, so I'm looking forward to those. So that'll be the next episode that we that we do. We'll be covering um, those two from Batman sixty six. Uh, all right. Any uh, final thoughts, Ian? So now I think we covered everything. Uh, yeah, nothing. I want to. Uh, oh, I hate you, uh, L.A. Lakers uh, and your fan base. I wish that he had won Jimmy buckets. <laughs> What can you do? We all do, Ian, but there was no chance. Um, you know, before no, there honest. wasn't. But and of course, if the Heat have one, the, 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 that could have started a change in the NBA. But no, we're just going to stick with the super yeah. teams. But yeah, whatever. This is not sadly. a sports podcast. No, I don't care. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. looks like just got hurt. So that's not that's. Oh, not, no. oh no, he's staying in the game. OK, thank goodness. But still, that's oh, scary. Um, anyway. Uh, all right. Follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. And that's why I post all the links to the episodes and everything. We're also on Facebook at the Uncaped Crusaders, but I don't do much there, to be honest. Um, and yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. You follow me, Ian Bartbark. So do that as well. And uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it for uh, this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Thank you guys so much. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. We'll talk to you guys next time.